You are listening to Mindfully Well with Mel, episode number 18. Hey friends, welcome to Mindfully Well with Mel. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I'm a registered nurse, certified functional nutritionist, and life coach who empowers busy women to attain the life they love and to feel well inside and out. This podcast dives deep into the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of what it looks like to live mindfully well. So let's get started. Okay, in today's episode, I'm going to talk about hiding your goal from friends and or family. And the reason I want to talk about this today is because I had this conversation with a client and I see it come up from time to time. And I'm sure that you have also been in this sort of situation where you don't want to tell someone what you're doing. And a lot of times we're just doing that to protect ourselves. We're just doing that to prevent ourselves from feeling something about saying our goal out loud. Often that comes from your history, your history of trying to lose weight or become healthier and quitting and then trying again and then quitting and then trying again and then quitting again. And you don't want to fail in front of other people again. And so you don't even tell anyone this time. So Here's this a little bit of a backstory, and then I'll go into my thoughts around it. And I actually, you're probably not surprised by this, but I'm in the middle of should you tell your family and your friends what you're doing, or should you keep it to yourself? And I think the answer actually does lie in the middle. I don't think that you need to blast it um, in front of people and tell them your specific goal or anything like that. But I also don't think that you need to hide it and never tell anyone and never basically speak up for yourself. So we had a coaching call before she left for a weekend away with her family. And we talked about what you are going to do while you're on vacation. We made those plans. And she was a little apprehensive, right? She had just started coaching and being away from home always makes um, someone a little more worried Um, making the right decision. Am I going to do something wrong? What will I do? How will I find good food? And just for reference, what I always tell my clients to do when you are away from home is to just focus on the quantity of food versus the quality. Now, if you have the, the choices of high quality foods, like obviously you would choose those, but we don't always have say in the foods that we're eating when we're away from home, especially on vacation, when we're staying in other people's houses, if we're going out to eat, um, if someone's cooking for us, you don't, you can't like order off a menu at someone's house, right? So you don't always have control over the quality of foods, but you always have control over the, the quantity. So then we use our hunger scale. And if you don't overeat while you're gone, you'll be fine. Now, will you come back with some water weights from eating foods that maybe aren't the best for you? Yes, but you're not gonna put on like five pounds of body fat while you're gone for a weekend. You might put on five pounds of water weight, but that's a whole nother thing and that will come off. So 
she came back and she said, well, nothing really went the way I hoped it would go. Also, hope is not a strategy. When you are gone from home, you want to have a strategy. You want to have a plan. You want to know, basically, how do you want to feel while you're away from home? That's your goal. Understanding how you want to feel around food, in your body, when you're away from home. You cannot hope for anything. Hope is a garbage plan. It's pretending. You have to have a strategy. And also the other thing, this is kind of going off into a little more of a tangent about being away from home, but you want to be honest about how you truly want to feel when you're gone. I have a lot of clients that will tell me one thing when they really mean another. And so this will often look like someone's going away for a weekend with friends. And I'll say, how do you want to feel when you're away? And they'll often say, well, I want to feel in control. I want to make good choices and all the things a coach wants to hear. But then I come back and I say, but how do you really want to feel while you're there? Because if you really want to feel that you have no responsibilities and that you want to check out, then be honest that that's what you want. Because otherwise, you're going to get to your vacation with your friends and you're going to have this uh, this feeling of freedom, this little like dopamine hit of freedom, and you're going to go like balls to the wall. You're going to order burgers and fries and you're going to have lots of beers and lots of drinks. And then pretty soon you're going to be like, I'm out of control. When really, that's what you wanted. You just weren't honest with yourself in the beginning. You were hoping that by some miracle, you became this different person who didn't want to go ham on vacation and just like arrived to your destination and was like, I would love to have a salad with a a water and no alcohol for me, please. Right? That's not, if that's not you, then don't plan to show up as that person when you get on vacation. Just be completely honest about how you truly want to feel. And so after we have that conversation and they're like, yeah, I totally, I actually do want to check out. I don't want to think about food for the week. I want to enjoy myself. And then I want to come back and I want to get on track. And I'm like, that's fine. That's totally okay. And when you do this, it prevents you from feeling the guilt and remorse when you get back, which is actually the feeling you're wanting to avoid in all of this. That's the thing you're wanting to avoid. So be honest with yourself before you leave on what you actually want. Do you actually want to have control and make good choices? Or do you really want to check out? Be honest so that you don't come back with a a suitcase full of guilt and remorse. Okay, so back to the story. Nothing went as planned, and I asked why. And most of it was based on the, um, the hope strategy, aka not a strategy, but almost every situation that she had, um, that she was in that didn't go the way that she wanted to could have gone the way she wanted it to if she spoke up for herself in those situations. And I asked why she didn't just say like, hey, this is what I'm going to eat or I'm not going to skip breakfast today and I'm going to have lunch or I am going to have breakfast and then I'll have lunch. And it was because she didn't want to tell them that she had started with a coach to lose weight. And with further questions and coaching around this, it was all to protect herself from judgment from her family. She didn't want them to know because them knowing 
puts it out into the world that she's trying. And she has tried many times before without success. And so if they knew, one, it puts herself in a position to feel like a failure, not only to herself, but also to her family. She also puts herself in a position to have integrity questioned, right? You've done this before. You've proven to yourself that you can't do it. Why are you doing it again? And now she also has to hold herself to a higher standard because failing quietly feels safer than to do so in front of other people. And then you also put yourself or she put herself in a position to be ostracized, especially when food is what your family does together. So remember what I always say is that your body is full of ancestral wisdom and we as humans want to be in groups of people. Being in groups of people, being accepted feels like safety. Whereas when our ancestors were living and thriving and trying to survive, if they were ostracized outside of their group, their family, their tribe, they were more likely to die, right? You need a group of people to be protected, even though that's not the not how we work anymore. That doesn't matter. Our body still thinks that. So it feels very dangerous to our mind and our body if we're not accepted by others. And if you're not doing what others are doing, you can easily fall into the feeling of, I don't feel safe here. I need to be in my group of people. I need to be doing what they're doing so that I'm accepted. So remember that when you are doing something different than what your typical people do in your circle or what they're used to seeing you do, it can create feelings of not feeling safe, not feeling accepted and worrying and wanting to then go back to doing what you normally do so that you're accepted by your friends and family. Just remember that that's all normal behavior. So if you've dieted many times before, you probably feel all of this. And what I want you to know is that there's actually nothing wrong with not telling someone your goal, like what you actually want to achieve. Maybe like it's a weight loss number, or maybe it's just the word weight loss. It doesn't matter. You don't owe anyone that. And I'm a supporter of keeping it to yourself, but here's what I'm not supporting not speaking up for yourself based on your needs. If she would have simply said something like, hey, I'm going to eat breakfast this morning because I'm hungry. And I know if I wait for lunch, I will be way too hungry and I'll overeat. Her days would have been drastically different. Her family wanted to skip breakfast and just have a really big lunch and then um, do something different for dinner. And so that just wasn't going to be working out for her. We're working on blood sugar balance. We're working on hormones. We're working on weight loss. Breakfast is really important for her. And she didn't eat breakfast. So then when she got to lunch, she was starving and she overate and she ordered things she wouldn't have wanted to order necessarily if she wasn't in a reactive state of being so hungry. So if she would have just spoke up for herself and said, hey, I'm going to eat breakfast because I don't want to get too hungry, then her days would have been so different. She wouldn't have been starving at lunch. She wouldn't have ordered everything out of her reactive mind to just make the hunger go away. And then when she did this, she was overly full for a few hours and then ended up in a hunger crash later on in the day. And then the whole thing started over for dinner. 
she was hoping this whole time that someone else would have the insight to eat better and at better times. But here's the thing. No one has your best interests at mind at all. Just you. So stop holding other people accountable to your actions and to what you want to have. Everyone is in charge of their self around here. We're all adults, but yet we're hoping that somebody else will speak up for us. We're hoping that someone else will want to make the right decision and that we're not the one that has to say it. You have the power to say, I'm going to eat this at this time without explanation, just as someone else has the power to say, hey, we're going to skip breakfast, go out for lunch and order pizza for dinner and drink some wine while the kids play. Why are you giving your actions over to someone else and their agenda? When did your agenda stop mattering? You don't have to tell your friends and family, hey, I want to lose weight and this is why I'm doing this. Or, hey, I have hormonal imbalances, so it's best for me to eat at this time. You just have to simply speak up for yourself and then do it without following it up with why why you're doing it. If they ask, you can sure tell them, but don't make not ever telling them part of the reason why you can't do the things you need to do to take care of yourself. Once you start speaking up for yourself and saying no to something you know that doesn't serve you, the people around you will start to get used to it. They start to form new thoughts and opinions. What actually happens is that your identity slowly evolves and the people around you get new used to that new identity. Your identity now is that, of course, you skip breakfast and eat a burger with fries and a tall beer, and your family and friends understand this. They expect this. Their mind is like, yes, this is normal. You have to believe your new identity, the person that doesn't skip breakfast, the person that maybe decides to order a salad, and the person that decides to have a balanced meal. You have to believe that new identity before you invite your friends and family to believe it. In order to do this, you have to act with your new identity of having healthy habits. That's it. You have to look at your actions. Your actions have to support your identity. And your identity is the thoughts about yourself. I'm a healthy person. I make great choices for myself. I put myself first. This is all the thought work that goes into creating the new identity of your healthier self. When you do this and you start acting accordingly and your friends and family see it, they start to get used to this and you don't have to explain yourself over and over and over again. So just do the things, be confident why you're doing them and create your results. Then you won't have to worry about what they think because you are creating the weight loss, the hormonal balance, the more energy, being happier. That's your result. You don't have to worry about failing in front of them anymore. Just choose you and they will follow. And if they don't, that's not really your problem. It's a them problem. And you can turn it over to them to figure it out. I'll tell you a funny story that there was a time, you know that I've not always been a very healthy person. Um, My health journey started in my mid, I'd say mid to late 20s. Um, and then it like accelerated into my thirties. So when I was around 24 and I think I was 24 cause my sister would have been 21. 
Um, and we did this because she was now 21 and she could go out to the bars and things like that. We went on a buffalo chicken wing tour <laughs> around Sioux Falls. And it's so funny because no one would ever ask me to do that now, right? Because I have shifted into my identity. Like when we talk about that, it's really quite hilarious that every Monday we would find a new place to order a bunch of wings with ranch and a bunch of beers. That was my identity. That was also her identity. That was like what we did together. And no one ever questioned it. They were like, oh yeah, that's cool. Sounds normal. No problems. Right? But if I told anyone now that I am going on a buffalo chicken wing tour, everyone would question me and be like, what did you say now? You're going around Sioux Falls to eat all the buffalo chicken wings? Okay, that seems a little odd for you. Right? Because my identity has shifted slowly over the years. Now, if all of a sudden when I was 24, I was never going to eat another buffalo chicken wing, not that that, not that that's true now, but um, if I would have been like, oh no, this is totally unhealthy. I'm not doing it. We're not doing any of this. And I would be doing what I do now. There would be a lot of questions. My family would be like, what happened to you? Like you used to do all of this. You used to eat sugar. You used, I mean, you switched everything overnight, right? So there would be a lot of questioning. There would be a lot of wondering what's really going on. There might even be some ostracizing, right? Because they're all used to me eating and drinking and doing more unhealthy habits than what I care to do right now. But now the identity shift has already happened. They've already seen it. It's been ingrained in them for quite some time and in me too. And now there's no drama. And because it happened slowly, I can honestly say there was very minimal drama with my habits and me changing my lifestyle for anyone around me. Even when I was really restrictive and doing bodybuilding and weighing every tiny morsel I put in my mouth, exercising hours and hours a day, even that, there really wasn't a lot of questions because I had slowly been evolving over time. And it was very rare for me to ever announce to anybody what my physical goals were. Just follow it up with, I'm just choosing to be healthier. I have a competition coming up. This is what I'm eating. That's really all you have to do. I'm just choosing to be healthier today. Just choose you and allow them to follow. Choose you and allow your identity to evolve. And you'll notice that there's just so much less drama that actually happens. It's your mind that's offering it up that it's going to create a problem, but likely it's going to create very little problem. So remember, you don't have to tell everyone and everyone what your goal is. You don't have to shout it on from the rooftop. You don't have to post it on Instagram. You don't have to make a tweet. You don't have to do a Snapchat. None of it. All you have to do is start worrying about your actions and start doing the actions that follow. And then your identity will change and everyone will see what a healthy person you're becoming. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mindfully Well with Mel. If you're ready to take practical steps to live a more mindful and healthy life, 
I encourage you to follow along on Instagram. You can find me at Melissa underscore Ike, where I share tips to help women just like you become healthier, lose unwanted weight, and feel well without the extremes and overwhelm. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review on iTunes, which helps me to continue to create content you love. Finally, please note that the material in this episode is for educational purposes only and is not intended as a replacement for medical advice. Thanks for listening.